welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Wednesday, the 11th of January. My name is Bernadette Anderko, and I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer. Today, we'll cover the usual markets roundup, but we've also got a research story with a New Year's resolution twist. So as usual, let's start with an update from the markets. In the US equity markets, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 0.6% yesterday to close the session at 33,704 spot 10, and the S&P 500 traded up 0.7%. The Nasdaq Composite led the major indices for another day, adding 1.01% to end the session above 10,740. The average has rallied for the past three sessions as optimism over cooling inflation has pushed investors to invest in beaten-up technology stocks. This was the index's first three-day winning streak since November last year. Investors are now waiting for consumer price index data due out tomorrow and big bank earnings on Friday for any clues as to the health of the economy, as well as signals of how the Fed will move interest rates going forward. Asian markets follow the US lead this morning, further boosted by China's reopening, with the Nikkei, Topix and Hang Seng all up over 1%. China's main indices are flat to marginally positive. South Korea's KOSPI trimmed an earlier gain as semiconductor makers narrowed an advance and financials widened losses. Plans by Apple to start using its own custom displays in mobile devices also damped sentiment. China's reopening has also triggered a surge of infections and tighter requirements for its citizens to enter many countries. Beijing has begun to hit back against this, suspending some visas for South Korea and Japan. In commodities, optimism over demand for China was evident in the iron ore market, as the steelmaking ingredient rallied above 120 a tonne in Singapore. Oil fell after an industry report showed a large build-up in US crude stockpiles amid a downbeat outlook for monetary policy. In the bond markets, Treasury yields trimmed the advance they made in session hours yesterday, with the rate on 10-year debt slipping to just below 3.6% as investors remain focused on the price outlook for the US. In the news, as mentioned earlier, Apple Inc. is said to be planning to start using its own custom displays in mobile devices as early as 2024, an effort to reduce its reliance on technology partners like Samsung and LG and bring more components in-house. In France, Emmanuel Macron's plan to gradually raise France's minimum retirement age to 64 by 2030 has sparked anger amongst labour unions, who immediately called for strikes to protest the change. And the U.S. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell was speaking in Sweden yesterday and emphasised the need for the U.S. central bank to be free of political influence while it tackles persistently high inflation. That's it for the wrap. The future screens were showing signs of a mixed open when I looked before we started the podcast, so take care out there today. Now, as the new year has begun, many of us are probably mulling our resolutions. Were they worth making? Have we already broken them? Have we actually made any at all? A lot of people make resolutions related to their health at this time of year. Dr. Damien Ng joins me now from the Next Generation Research Team to tell us why how much water we drink really matters. Good morning, Damien. Thank you, Bernadette. Now, for those of our listeners who have made or are about to make the newest resolutions to lead a healthier lifestyle, should pay heed to the findings from a recently published research paper on the importance of staying adequately hydrated. According to a 25-year study published in The Lancet, dehydration may accelerate an individual's likelihood of aging faster and dying prematurely from chronic diseases such as heart failure and dementia. For example, the number of people suffering from heart failure in absolute terms has been steadily increasing over the years against the backdrop of a growing global population, particularly in low-income economies like Egypt, China, India, 
in Nigeria. The research shows that adults with blood sodium exceeding 142 milliequivalents per liter are 40% more likely to develop chronic illnesses and 50% more likely to show signs of physical aging compared with their peers of the same age that have lower blood sodium levels. For example, nearly 75% of working adults in the US do not consume enough water compared to half in Germany. Although more clinical studies are required to confirm the link between aging and the importance of keeping adequately hydrated, supplementing regular exercise with a well-balanced nutritional diet while drinking enough water remains key to leading a healthy and fulfilling lifestyle. Against the backdrop of the growing burden of chronic diseases and rising awareness of leading a healthy lifestyle, the long-term prospects of our healthy living theme remains bright, supporting our constructive view. And now over back to you, Bernadette. Thanks very much, Damien. Well, that concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for joining in. Do join us again tomorrow when not only will we have a commodity update and the recent thoughts from our investment committee, but we'll also be joined by Mathieu Rachete for an outlook on the Q4 earnings season. That's it for today. Bye-bye. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. What will the cities of the future look like? What kind of vehicles will fill our streets? Think Tank is a monthly podcast where Julius Bear experts look further ahead into the future. We aim to capture the world's biggest longer term themes and put them into context for investors. Search for Think Tank on your favourite podcast player.